With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Did you serve in the military? If so, you can obtain a free lifetime pass to more than 2,000 federal recreation sites. These sites are located across more than 400 million acres of public lands, including national parks, wildlife refuges, and forests. The lands host activities to fit any lifestyle, hiking, biking, fishing, camping, and much more. Gold Star families are also eligible for these free lifetime passes. Plus, they cover entrance fees for a driver and all passengers in a car, or up to three additional adults at sites that charge per person. Obtaining one is easy. Just go to the National Park Service website, nps.gov, or the National Park Service app. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Fit Nation. We are a show founded by a veteran and hosted by two veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to the world. If you're an author, share your tips with Misfit If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on and share some of your tips with the Misfit Nation to help them become better versions of themselves. If you're a corporate leader or an entrepreneur, come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you're a veteran 
first responder or Gold Star family. We would love to have you come on and just share your story with the Misfit Nation. We always have time for you. If you're feeling down, alone, or starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle or are embarrassed, dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell to keep you up to date with our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on Heroes Media Group and About Face Radio. Now, let's get to the show. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to our Sunday night after dinner show. It's been a pretty good weekend. Uh, friends, family hanging out. Uh, football, good football weekend. NASCAR, good race day in Talladega. Uh, the Misfit Nation was had the honor and privilege to uh, share their Jeep with a, a local uh, neighbor girl here to, so she can ride it into her homecoming parade this week. So that's a, a big plus for the Misfit Nation to be able to give back to the community and, and show that we do care about everyone, not just veterans. We care about all those around us. The veterans are number one on our priority list. The veteran calls and says, hey, I want to be on your show to talk about X. The veterans come and talk about X and talk. Tell us how they got on the X and how they fought their way off the X. So tonight is no different. Tonight we have a USMC veteran. He's also a ISSA master personal trainer. He lost 100 pounds after he got sober. And now his life mission is to help men and veterans become strong again through sobriety. He coaches people of all walks of life. But bringing masculinity back to the front of the topic is something he always strives for. He is a mindset, fitness, and nutrition coach looking to help improve as many people as possible and just to follow his true purpose. So without further ado, let's welcome USMC veteran Kyle Perry to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Kyle. Thanks for having me, brother. I'm excited to be here. Like I just said, it's awesome when veterans reach out and say, hey, brother, I want to be on your show. The flag goes up and I start doing a little dance and hear from the veteran. My veterans come on the show first. So it's great to have you here, even though you're from OHIO. But uh, we know as we talk in the clean room, you're moving to you're moving down to the, the sunny Florida here soon to to get into the, the fitness realm down there with your, uh, I guess, your, you said your mentors and everyone else that's in your network that's down there in the industry. It's blowing up down there. So it's a great place for you to go. So, Kyle, I just gave about a two-sentence interview of the intro of you there. Can you give us a little more, go back as far as you want to go from before your service through your time in the core to how we got here? Yeah, so I really like your name of your show, The Misfit Nation, because I've always been a, like a misfit in my life. I've always been a very aggressive, passionate person. That's the exact reason I went to the Marine Corps. I never really felt like I fed it, fit in. I was always getting in a lot of trouble because I was an aggressive person. And then I left for the Marine Corps thinking it was going to keep me out of trouble. But what I always try to tell people, unless you have internalized the change and you can control your anger or your vices, it doesn't matter if you go to the military. It doesn't matter if you go move states. It doesn't matter if you change friends. It doesn't matter if you change relationships. If you haven't internalized the change up here, 
nothing is going to change itself. Nothing is going to fix itself. And that's what I always try to preach every time I'm on here. So I have a background of like very bad anger problems and um, I overcame alcohol. I don't drink anymore at all because it would just make my anger problems even, even worse. So I tried to run away from my problems pretty much and join the Marine Corps. And I almost got in just much trouble. Um, if the guy wouldn't have said that I was never at his house, I would have got kidnapping and breaking and entering and went to the brig for like 15 years over some stuff that I'd done when I was drunk. And those are the things I'm trying to teach people and show them they're not a product of their environment or their past. They're a product of their mindset that they can create at any time, whether you're 15, 20, 50, 35, you can always make a change and you can, you can do whatever you want in this life as long as you put your heart and soul into it. Outstanding. Uh, where were you with the Corps? Were you an Islander or were you a Hollywood Marine? So I was at Paris Island because uh, I think like one state over you get like in between. But yeah, I was at Paris Island. But you know what's funny is like they always make fun of the Paris Island Marines like the California Marines do saying that we're not as in shape as them. And after I went to California, I went there not too long ago and I realized the hills they had to do and the hikes they had to do on those hills. Like I can completely understand why they make fun of us because it's completely fat, flat at Paris Island. And the hills in California are literally like a 90 degree angle. Like it's insane. <laughs> they didn't have to deal with all the sand gnats and stuff that you did at Paris Island. So yeah. and whatever <laughs> swamp animals are out there for you guys. What was your MOS in the, in the, in the core? So I... When I had first signed up, I signed up for infantry, but it was a year and a half long wait. Wow. And, um, I got sick of waiting. There was, it was just, there was no war. Nothing was going on. My recruiter, he would call and check on me, but I was still getting in trouble because I tried to leave late in life. I was 21 and I called my recruiter and I'm like, hey man, I need to like sign some other MOS. I need to get out of here before I get in any more trouble. Um, Cause like long story short, I had to get warrant or I had to get waivers to even join the Marine Corps. I had a year over my head in prison if I got in trouble ever again. And that's what made me want to leave for the Marines. So he came to me, he showed me a book of MOSs, and he's like, I think this one will work well for you, and I think it will develop you a good career. And it was uh, dispersing, which is financial management, which is like the pay and travel side of all the, uh, all the military, pretty much. So I did like financing, which helped me out a lot. I went really deep into the corporate world for a long time before I ventured on into my own business. So. So that's definitely a good uh, base for you working with the military finances. It's a little like, uh, I guess, calculus because the way they do things, uh, there's so many different uh, algorithms that go into the finance system in the military, the bureaucracy layers and what uh, pot money comes from for each uh, avenue of, yeah. uh, of sale or, or pay or benefits and such like that. So that definitely and prepares you for They're so the outdated that you have to do a lot of like manual work that actually works out really well on resumes because like you've done so much manual work in finance that it, it carries over in the real world like super heavily. Definitely does. And then you said you got to do some corporate work with it as well after? Yeah, so... Um, even though I was like, I have always struggled with alcohol since I got out. I've always been an extremely hard worker. I've always like outworked all of my peers. And uh, I climbed up the corporate rank super fast. I was the youngest plant manager on paper of a chemical company. I was 90,000 square foot. I just wasn't fulfilling my purpose. I wasn't happy. I was drinking all the time though. Like even though I'm like at one point in time, like when people say money isn't everything, I feel like you, you, you're not really allowed to say that until you have the money. And when I was at that point and I made it there, I realized like, 
yeah, you, it's really not everything. So um, that's when I decided to leave my corporate job and get back in to fight in shape and lose all my weight and find sobriety. And um, I just, I, but yeah, I was, I was really high up in the corporate world. And one day I just realized like, this is not, I'm fulfilling nothing here. I was just sitting at a desk telling people what to do. I was too busy to go help the guys on the floor, no matter how short staff we were. It wasn't ran very well. And I just, it just wasn't for me anymore. And that happens to a lot of people in the corporate world. They hit that, I guess they call it the ceiling or the wall, the wall in, in the business where it, and you no longer have that purpose anymore. And you had purpose while you were serving and you went into the corporate world and you had that purpose as you were climbing. And then you just kind of got bored, bored of it or lost that passion for it, like you just said. And is that when you made that, that life turn to, hey, it's time to, to change it up and shake it up and do this thing different? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I did. Because it's it's weird because the, the grind to get to the top spot is what's the enjoyable part of it. Right. Once you get there, it's not as glorified as you think it is when you finally get behind that that wall and that desk. It's not as uh, it's not as all it's cracked up to be, and it's a lot more stress compared to the amount of pay. Like when you're on the floor level, you feel like, oh, they got to be making so much more money than me. Their life has to be so much easier because they're not out here sweating away. And I'm um, here to tell you, it's <laughs> – it's just as stressful uh, physically, but even more mentally. And the pay gaps from like floor level people to the top corporate people, it's not as amazing as you would think. And the stress levels are 10 times the amount though. So like, I, I really didn't have any more grind to go because the next step was I would like be in charge of like, cause it was owned by a German company. I would be in charge of like, districts but like that guy wouldn't retire for another 15 20 years or somewhere along the line so the grind had stopped for me so at that point i'm stuck at a desk just sitting there telling people what to do for 15 years and i just i couldn't muster up any more energy to keep doing that yeah i'm sure it gets just becomes monotonous or uh, as we in the army and military we call complacent and you just go to work now you check the block making sure joey and jimmy are doing their job and you don't have to yell at them that day and then you try to find other things to do with piddling your thumbs all day long until the clock time to, to leave and go home and press reset and do it again tomorrow. Yeah. It's like a giant, it's like you're stuck in the twilight zone. It's like you're living <laughs> every single day. Exactly the same. Like, you know, the same problems are going to happen. The same people are going to have disobedient. Like they're not going to listen. They're going to mess up the machine. And it's just on repeat for like <laughs> six, seven days a week, depending on how much you're working. And that can drive anyone nuts or drive them even if they have a drinking problem, it'll get worse because they have to find something to alleviate it. Yeah. When I was grinding on my way up to the corporate world, like to the top spot, I wasn't drinking that much because like I was, I had a, like a plan of attack and I was really disciplined just for being in the military. But once I got there and the stress levels and, you know, I didn't really have to like outperform anyone anymore because I had already done it. I started drinking more when I was stressed out. I would, you know, right after work crack open a beer then before you know i'm like 30 beers deep at one point in time i was drinking like a 24 pack a night so when i tell people wow. like anyone can do it i mean anybody can do it if i can do it Whew. that's a, a pretty expensive habit too a 24 a night and that, that adds up as well <laughs> yeah it adds up quick too like uh, that's why i always try to tell people when my mindset fitness and nutrition coaching is like it's not just going to fix your mindset and it's not just going to give you a better body it's also going to fix your finances because once you break all your vices and you destroy all your excuses 
the amount of money you save by not doing those things anymore is like astronomical how much money you'll have extra in your bank account just by dropping small vices. Yep. I mean, just think a case now, I think a case of beer now is probably 20 something dollars, $24 for a low end beer. So that's a case every day, $24. And that adds up very quickly. And, and if you don't have a good job, you probably have to find another job just to compensate for that, that money. And there's a lot of people that do that. They have a second job just to, cause like, uh, I, I go live a lot on my Instagram and I go back and forth and I talk about vices with other people. And this guy had commented on there. He's like, me and my wife added up last month. We spent $1,100 on fast food. People don't realize the amount of money that you blow through if you don't have a budget. And food's a vice too. Like you get bored at home or you had a bad day and instead of drinking, you know, they'll go out and eat a really crappy meal. It's the same yep. thing. It's just a different vice. Exactly. So when you you made that uh, that 180, you did it about face and started into the, your fitness journey. Did you have someone, uh, I guess, to be your coach in your ear to say, man, stay away from that stuff and just do it? Or, or was it just your hard-headedness to say, I got to quit this and move on to fitness? It was really just me. Uh, besides alcohol, I've always been a disciplined person. I've always worked out. But, like, I was really, really strong in the gym. So when I was gaining all that weight and everyone's talking, like, oh, how do you get so strong? How are you benching that much? You don't really realize how fat you're getting. Because, like, when you're the strongest person in the room, no one's calling you fat. They're asking you how to lift more. And right. um, so I didn't really internalize how much weight I was gaining. Like, I knew I wasn't shredded or anything, and I knew I wasn't in shape like I was before. But one day I just like, I passed the mirror and I'm like, dude, why did I let myself get like this? And then I just started, cause I've always known how to get in shape. Cause I had to lose weight for the Marine Corps to leave when, cause I was an overweight kid. And um, I've always known that I did a little bit of fitness training before I gained my weight back. But uh, long story short, uh, I had got canceled on TikTok a few years ago by saying some stuff. And uh, I went back into the corporate world head first and I stopped those fitness altogether. So I already knew the baseline of counting my macros and everything like that. What I would do if I got lost my motivation, I would just look at people on YouTube for motivation. Uh, my mentor, his name is Wes Watson. He's a giant fitness influencer. He's not really a fitness influencer. He's more of a personal development coach. But uh, I would watch a lot of his videos. He did 10 years in prison. He made a most like one of the most successful lives out there now. So I would always be like, if he could do it, I could do it. And then when I decided to open my business back up, he's the one I hired for my business coach because he's the one that motivated me a lot through YouTube videos. Outstanding. I mean, it's hard to do it alone, uh, no matter how disciplined you are. And it's good to have someone like that in your in your hip pocket. We can just say, reach out to Wes and say, hey, look, brother, I think I'm doing this wrong. Can you help me out? And hopefully he's that guy that either if he gives you that throat punch, knife hand, whatever you need to get you moving forward. Yeah, you. what people don't understand is like, because like, I'll tell them they need a mentor. Like, I don't need a mentor. What they don't get is they already have a mentor. Everyone has a mentor in their life. Most of them are negative mentors. It's the yeah. friend that tells you it's just one more beer. It's just one more of this. Let's just go get this food. Let's go do this. Let's skip this workout. That's a mentor. He's just telling you he's mentoring you in the wrong direction. And just because you think he's your friend, but he's affecting your life more than you think. So like when people are like, oh, that's lame. I don't want a mentor. They already have one. They just don't have one that put, is pointing them in the right direction. Right. And you chose uh, ISSA as your, your path for certification. Uh, how long did it take you to go through the books and get that uh, certification done? 
So the certification I have is like the highest one they have. It takes a long time. Each course is like two to three months and you have to have six courses to be considered a master trainer. So I did it over like a two year time span. Um, and then you have to get uh, CEUs, which is the continuing education, just to renew the older certifications. My master trainer certification is good forever, but if I ever want like just the personal trainer certification or just a nutrition one ever renewed, I have to do uh, CEUs every two years and get a new cert. So maintain your uh, maintain your level of uh, knowledge and and keep expanding yourself. So that's that's a good thing for people to understand that there can be someone at the gym that says they're a trainer. But if they don't have something that says that they've actually been trained to be a trainer, it's you got to be all, uh, a little wary of what they're telling you to do, especially if they're always looking on YouTube for advice to see what workout to do for you. Yeah, that's super common in today's era, too, especially with the Internet. You'll have yeah. some kid that has really good genetics and he'll be telling kids how to eat and how to do all these things. And they're like slowly killing these kids because like yeah. they're telling them to take SARMs, PDs, eat like this, eat this junk, eat like this. And the only reason it's working for that guy in particular is just because he has really good genetics. And right. um, then he teaches that to a lot of these younger kids. And that's where a lot of these, like, um, when it comes to steroids and stuff, people are like, well, where's the bodies? Like they're there. They just don't, the doctor didn't know he was on steroids. They even like classify that heart attack of that 22 year old kid. He just said he died of a heart attack. So right. they're there and they're, people are abusing things and a lot. Like we well, should always find some of certifications. Like you wouldn't hire an accountant just because he did his own books one time. Right. <laughs> Unless you want to fail miserably. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a great, uh, that's a great uh, point there. Is, I mean, most military doctors pass medical school with a D, but they're still a doctor. And uh, that's what we yeah. have. So they're still a doctor. <laughs> they just tell you <laughs> and, to change, change your socks and take some motion. Exactly. Put, put a little tape on the thing. You'll be all right. Just keep walking. Keep back. Well, <laughs> you got this. So what was your, what's your favorite workout to do with a client or even by yourself? My favorite workout is actually rucking. So I started rucking again, which is crazy because I have a really bad back from the military. I got T-boned and then I had to go on a 15 mile ruck. Like you said, the doctors aren't that great. They didn't believe me, especially when you're a young Marine and they think you're trying to get out of PT. So I've had two slip discs since yep. that, that, since I got T-boned. And um, I started rucking a few months ago because I heard it helps your posture and I heard it actually helps lower back pain. And um, besides the benefit of burning more calories and like building muscle, it is one of the most mental clarifying things you could ever do. Get up early. That's your first form of discipline is waking yourself up a little bit earlier than you're used to getting up, putting on that heavy backpack and just walking in silence and being so many people are scared to be in their own mind nowadays. And this, once you learn how to rock outside and in, in the open by yourself in your own head, you will never realize how much better your mental health can be from simply just doing that. It's crazy because I used to read about rucking all the time and they make you ruck in the military. And I used to hate it. Yep. And I started with 15 pounds uh, like four months ago. I've worked my way up to 50 pounds now nice. and I do it for an hour every morning. And that single-handedly has changed how I feel the rest of the day, every single day. It's I, I, no one's going to believe me until they do it. But like, if you started rucking an hour a day, your mental health and your mental clarity for the rest of the day will drastically improve. I still have my OD green ruck in my garage now, and I love it. It still has a bent metal frame on it, taped together with the same tape that they told me to tape my legs with. So I have that honor to keep myself going. But that's uh, my. So I love rucking, and I hate the the industry to call go ruck that they use the word ruck, but it's really just a hazing. 
but you have a ruck on and run from station to station, then they smoke you and do that. So I hate that they call it rucking, but it's not really rucking. No, yeah. And the thing about rucking is it's it's very low impact. Like it's not right. as harsh as running on pavement, and that's why I like it. But it burns three times the amount of calories of normal walking. So if anybody yeah. wants to lose weight quickly and get in shape better and have better mental health and like it builds your lower legs, I, my legs have never looked crazier. Just start rucking. Your fitness and health will change just from that alone. You don't even have to change your diet yet. Yeah, one of the one of the listeners uh, chimed in. Uh, he totally agrees that rucking will clear your head. That's our resident hillbilly right there, uh, Jake Holland. So he, he's a former EOD soldier. He works with me uh, in our day job too, and uh, we we like to do things that keep us above and beyond. And uh, rucking is something that's awesome. Yeah, I don't. It's crazy because like when you hear people talk about it, you're like, "There's no way it's that beneficial." But I'm telling you, if you just ruck for a week straight, you'll never want to stop. Right. And once you're out, you can actually ruck with more comfortable shoes and a better sock and you're not just wearing the issue boots and stuff. You don't, you don't have to walk splints. with someone else's pace. You don't have to worry right. about like having the, the, the 90 pounds on your back with the bad backpack that they gave you. You don't have to worry about walking in the boots that are, aren't even made for walking. Like, right. it's, it's actually not painful on your body if you actually set it up correctly. Like you get the backpack with the strap on your stomach and then you get the one across your chest and you put the weight high. And if you set it up right, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's weight and it's heavy, but it's not like painful. Like if anyone remembers how it was in the military, it's a, it's a whole different mm. feeling. And if it gets painful, you can stop. So. Yeah, you just take your pack <laughs> off. Like um, the take other day, I wanted to challenge myself, and I wanted to eat a little bit of bad food at the fair. So I rucked around the fair for like four hours. <laughs> but like when I was sore, I would just take it off and put it down, and then I would relax. I'd hang out with my kids for a little bit, and I'd put it back on. Like. When you when it's at your own pace, it's not bad. Right. And you control everything. I like what you said earlier. You can get into your head and it's kinda of like a I I treated my when even when I was running a lot more before my knees started going bad. Uh I treated everything outside as my mindset and meditation time kind of time. It was my time. I can clear my mind and I can I can run and forget where I was and chill and just see the woods around me and good this is awesome I'm, I'm clear i'm happy and that sounds like what you do with your rugby yeah I, I honestly i wish i could run more but with my back and i have a i keep having this ankle issue that i keep even though i've i've tried to fix it a million times i roll it all the time even though i've tried everything um it just gives me too much pain so that's actually one of the reasons i started looking into rugby at first and it's like it's been a game changer because i get that mental clarity again it's just like a runner's high. Runner's high is probably one of the coolest feelings ever, which most people have probably never experienced because they never really go out of their way to run. But like a lot of it has to do with like when you push past that threshold of where you think you can stop and then your body, go, it's almost like a euphoric feeling. Right. Now, the first marathon I did, I, I really didn't train correctly for it, but I wanted to do it to prove it. And for my soldier who died in combat, so I was doing it close to his hometown in St. Louis. I was so amped up for that race that I didn't turn on my radio. So for 16 miles, it was just me running. And I thought I had my radio on the whole time. Then I finally looked down and said, this thing's never been on. 16 miles in, crap. So I turned it on. So for 10 miles, I had music. But I was on, that, like you said, that runner's high, the euphoria, which just kept me on adrenaline. I made it through that run. That was my best marathon ever. 
I did that the other day. I was rucking for like 45 minutes and I was like, what have I been listening to? And then I was like, I never <laughs> even started my podcast. Like, right. Cause I just started talking to myself and like, the, cause the first couple of minutes of the ruck always suck. Cause you're putting on a heavy backpack and you're like, dude, I don't know. It's cold out. So you start walking and you just start talking to yourself to keep yourself motivated. Before you know it, you're like 45 minutes in you're like, Oh wow. Definitely. Then time just passes by and they so man, I gotta get back home, take a shower and go to work and start my yeah, next, exactly. next job. Right. So, <laughs> But, it, but at least you had that fun, that time to clear your mind and get to your next thing. Because especially after battle, you made it, like I said earlier, you did that 180 about face and did that mindset change for yourself. And you pushed through and you're doing awesome right now. You got your fitness career going. You got the workout. You do your favorite workouts to rough. That's amazing because I love rocking myself. What is your favorite uh, anaerobic exercise? I would say... So I do a three-day split. So I do chest, back, superset, and then I do shoulders and arms, superset, and then I do legs. Um, there's something about training legs for an hour because it's such a grueling task that probably makes it one of my favorite. Because, like, nobody wants to squat. I can't deadlift because of my back, but I can still squat. And, like, forcing yourself to get under that heavy bar, and it doesn't have to be extremely heavy. You just push yourself to failure no matter what you do. I would say just forcing myself to hit leg day because I used to be the person that like when they like don't skip leg day that was me. Yeah, that was um, you. <laughs> which is super normal in the military, especially in the Marine Corps, to skip legs because you're PTing all the time, so nobody wants sore legs because you got to go run six miles the next day. Right. <laughs> so um, I got used to that. Plus, my ankle was always bothering me back in the day. But now that I don't have to run, you know, my ankle doesn't give me as much issue. So hitting legs isn't as it isn't as difficult anymore. And legs, leg days are awesome. And uh, when I see the sign uh, where anyone say uh, don't skip leg, they always think back to 1980s uh, WWE. You see all these dudes that are so buff and big on top, and then they had legs like this here because they never did their legs because they so they can run around the ring or whatever, or they just never wanted to do it because they're always on the road. And that's what I always think of those little little twig legs and big bodies. So I make sure I do leg every week. Even the uh, action figures used to like replicate yep. that too. <laughs> It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so that made a lot of people think, I don't want to do legs. If they can do it, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, so, a lot of baseball players used to look like that back in the day. It's changing yeah. now. Like everyone, because it, I think because people got made fun of for it so much. Like it's like there's way more balanced physiques out there now. <laughs> yeah. A lot more full body workouts people are doing. It. And I see it in the yeah. gym. every When I go uh, three times a week to the gym here, I see people actually doing like you just said, uh, chest and back or shoulder arms or they'll do chest, shoulders, tries or back biceps and then legs alone. Like everyone does legs alone. Everyone I've seen has only done legs or maybe abs. They'll throw some abs in on leg day. But legs are usually just like a trilla, a church day for them. It's just legs. Yeah. It, I mean, it's so taxing. If you did it with anything else, it'd be like a three hour long workout. And the reason I do three day splits is because like science says, like we're all getting more advanced than we used to. The normal bro split is really fun to do, but like there's not your muscles can repair within 72 hours, so it's more beneficial to hit it again on the fourth day. And um, I don't take off days anymore. I used to take off days, but I just get so bored, and I like to be a disciplined person now, just because like I overcame drinking and stuff like that. So um, I just I train every day. A lot of people talk about overtraining, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think it's under nutrition. 
Um, because if overtraining was real, a lot of us would have dropped dead in boot camp because all you do is run, yes. work out, and eat very crappy, poor food that chow hall. And most people get jacked in boot camp or shredded or like, like they love to say that that myth, like, oh, if you don't eat enough, you'll get, uh, you'll gain weight. But I never saw any naked and afraid contestant gain weight. I've never seen anyone come out <laughs> of boot camp bigger. So a lot of that's just misinformation that's just regurgitated. Uh, if you just if you take care of your body with the proper macronutrients, you can train a lot more than you think. Just like same with rucking or running, like you can push weight further than you think you can. Yeah, it all comes up here. Once once you get up here working yeah. the same way you want it to, and mind over matter is something else the military would say to us as well. Like with the take the two motors and move forward, that's mind over matter right there. These two little pills, they're only going to kill your liver and maybe your kidneys, but you'll be all right. You'll be able to keep moving. That's good. Yeah, because you know you're going to take the ibuprofen with a monster, like a rip it or something. You have to. Yes. Have to. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just drink some Benadryl with and it's not all out together. And, they, should and also, IB, they should make an ibuprofen flavored monster. Hey, you see, you just said it's going to come into, it's going to come into reality now. It's going to see the gas station tomorrow. <laughs> They're going to film at the PX first for trials. It'll say 800 on the side of it. It'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> Two a day and you're fine. You also learn in boot camp and basic training how to eat in three minutes. Yeah. Eat whole meal Actually, in three minutes. This is going to make me sound super goofy, but I, I choked on a hot dog one time because of that same. So you know how, like, I don't know, every branch is a little different, but, like, from the time the first person sits down, you only have in time till the last person eats and everybody has to get up. Right. And um, I, was a, I was a guide, so I was supposed to stop eating. So I was trying to, like, force feed myself, and I got this hot dog stuck in my throat. And I'm like trying to tell my drill instructor, but he's just like screaming at me thinking I'm just like being an idiot. And um, I thought I was going to die, dude. It was scary. I choked for a good 45 seconds until I just started hitting myself and it came out. And then once he saw me throw up on the plate, he started, oh, he's like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Because uh, like he realized like I, I was purple, dude. And uh, I think it scared him because like he his human part came out. So the drill instructor part. And he's like, oh, my God, I almost watched this kid die. <laughs> I just almost lost my career for the hot dog. Yeah, over a hot dog, bro. <laughs> so, Kyle, where do, uh, where do you do most of your training? Do you train people mostly online or do you do a lot of live stuff? So, I used to be in person. Now, everything's online. Um, I, I stopped doing in person because it's weird. I don't know what it is. You don't even get people that good at results in person. I, it's almost like they come just to want to talk to you. They want a person to talk to, which is fine. But at the end of the day, like I, I want to improve more people's lives. So I've ventured off into the, the online world and pretty much how I do it. I always call myself a mindset coach first, because if you haven't internalized the change, you'll never make the change. And uh, so it's mindset, fitness and nutrition. All the, all you have to do is message me on Instagram, or you can find the link. You apply for my coaching and ask you. And what I do is it's a personal development program that I do. And it's $2.99 a month or $750 for three months. Or it gets cheaper every time you keep going, the more commitment you make. And people, some people think it's expensive, but like, like we were talking about, there's people that spend $1,100 a month on fast food. And I used to charge $50 a month and I would never get anyone to take it serious. So I worked with my business coach and I, we kind of looked at the market area and what most people charge still cheaper than a lot of people. And if you, if you pay me the $750 to invest into your life, you take it way more serious. Cause you're like, Oh, I paid for this. I need to do this. Uh, I paid for this. I need to do this. And then your, your spouse would be like, remember you paid $750 to fix this. You paid $750 to fix your life. So you have to do it. 
And um, I've never gotten people better results. Those people have been the best clients. My very first person that I started charging higher ticket for, he gained so much confidence that he left his grandpa's job. Like his he used to work for his grandpa. He started his own construction company. And now he like I have screenshots where he's made $140,000 in the last three months. Um, that was all from him taking his life serious. Uh, wow. So people will say like, oh, I don't want to spend that kind of money but they don't realize the type of life they can build by just investing into themselves because they invest that same money in killing themselves slowly every day, whether it be their vices, the food they eat, the too many monsters, too many anything, cigarettes, any vice really that you rely on to get out of your own head, which most people use as food. Uh, because like I come up and I, I talk about my story a lot and that's me overcoming alcohol and, you know, some people will judge you like, oh, you like you were an alcoholic. Why should I take advice from you? Like, bro, you are an addict as well with food. You just don't want to admit it. Ninety uh, percent of Americans are addicts for food because they'll eat when they're depressed. They'll eat when they're sad. They'll eat when they're excited. You use your emotions to eat. Ninety percent of Americans are emotional eaters. And uh, 80 percent of Americans are overweight or at least on the verge of being overweight. And the number one killer in America is heart disease. And that's not from happenstance. It's from our food and it's because we're addicted to it. And it's a very fat and carbs put together is a very palatable thing. And people love the taste. And then before you know it, you start eating those things when you're depressed, sad, anxious, pretty much every emotion out there, happy. Uh, you go out and celebrate your birthdays, your anniversaries, your Fridays, pretty much everything is with food. And I was the same way, but with alcohol. So like, I just try to get them to realize, um, they have an addiction too. And it takes a broken person that fixed themselves to fix others. And because like what I don't like, what sucks about some fitness coaches is they've never been, they've never struggled. Like I talk about, like it had the good genetics. So like they'll talk about the science-based facts on how to help someone, but science doesn't always work. Okay. What that, what that book says doesn't matter if I, if you can't apply it to someone and they stick to it. A lot of people are like, Oh, I, I love keto. I lost 50 pounds on keto before. I'm like, did you gain it back? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, it didn't work. We need to find something different. <laughs> Which I'm not, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not saying keto doesn't work. I'm just saying if you gained your weight back, then you need to try something different. But yeah, from the gist of it though, I do mostly online training because I can help more people. And I, I peel their lives apart like an onion and I try to help them put it back as best as possible. Outstanding. Did you read any books or, do you, or have you subscribed to any uh, show or anything that, that made you change the way you do things or kind of mold you to where you are? Yeah. So I always say like, I'm a, so I don't, I don't know who's religious and not religious to listen to this, but I also say we're, we're all God's vessels. Right. And what I say isn't necessarily me. It's coming from a higher power when I'm talking about li living a better life, a purposeful life. And then what someone else says came from a different person, came from a different person, came from the universe. And so we're all just we're all just taking different things we've heard through the universe. So I've adapted and overcame and put my coaching together through my life experience, the weight loss I've lost, the knowledge I have, plus the things I've heard my mentors say are the things I've heard on YouTube. Because if someone says something on YouTube that I resonate with, that next person I say it to might not have ever watched that YouTube video. So I just I, I take the videos I like and I regurgitate it and I mesh it back into words that I would say. Because if anyone watches my content on Instagram, I'm a very aggressive person. And the reason I do that is like, with you being a veteran or you know people that are veterans or like military first responder, it's a very aggressive lifestyle that you live. 
And if I come on camera and I talk very monotone and I don't really get to your soul or to make you feel like you need a change, like you're not going to listen. You're going to listen to the person you resonate the most with. And most veterans resonate with like that, that high passion, that extreme voice, that kind of like screaming, yelling, like voice, because like, that's why they fit in. That's why they don't feel like they fit in when they get out because everyone's like real dull, emotionless. And uh, we're, we're just bred to be very passionate people after you leave the military. So that's the type of content I make. I mean, it doesn't resonate with everyone, but it resonates with the right people that I needed to hit. And it builds your base and builds those people that need, need to hear what you're saying. And those who don't need to hear that, they'll leave, you know, they'll find someone that is their niche or whatever you want to call it, the word of the week that actually makes them feel happy. But if the people that you're listening to you, if you reach one and teach one, that's what we, that's our mantra here. Reach one, teach one. So our talk today, if 50,000 people download it and only one person listens to it, that's the person we reached. And maybe we help them get to the tomorrow and make, get out of the darkness and do something better with their lives. Yeah, man. I mean, you would never imagine how many hate DMs I get on a daily basis that these guys tell me to go kill myself. They tell me like all kinds Jeez. of crazy things. Just because I'm like, hey, man, you're overweight because you eat like crap. Or you're like, it's your choice. And they get mad about it. And uh, most people that say negative things on the internet, they're hurting on the inside. Or they don't have a life they want to live. Because like me as a grown man who has done pretty well with himself, I've never looked at a video on the internet and like, I'm going to attack that guy and his messages. Right. Like, because I'm comfortable with myself, but most people aren't. And that's what a lot of, a lot of personal development coaches get a lot of hate. I get a lot of hate just from my mentor. Like I'll go on his page, make a comment. And someone will come like message me. Like, you're just a little fanboy. Like God. people, people, <laughs> they like, but those people are hurting on the inside. Sometimes I turn them into clients and sometimes it just is a back and forth for a little bit and I just end up blocking them. Or sometimes I just, I don't block them and I let them just keep coming and watching my content. Sometimes a month or two months later, they hit me up like, hey man, like your really, videos really helped me. I was just in a dark place at that time. Or right. if they're too aggressive and they just keep going, like there was this guy the other day, he just wouldn't leave me alone. I ended up just blocking him after like 30 minutes. Cause like, and no matter what I said, and it just wasn't resonating with them. He was just arguing with me a bunch. It was like this. It was like one of those fake accounts that wanted to come. I do like interviews on on my Instagram of other veterans or other people in my networking group, and they tell their story. The reason I do that, kind of like how we talked about, if my story doesn't resonate with them, maybe the next person I interview on there does, and they might not like my aggressiveness, but they still watch my channel and they just found somebody they do resonate with that can now help. And um, they made this fake account. They were like, "He's not a real veteran. He got kicked out out of two years." I'm like, first of all, if you ever served, you're still a veteran. I don't care what he got kicked out for. He still did more than most Americans have ever done. And yep. I don't care what you think you're going to do. You're not going to accomplish what you think you're going to accomplish by telling me that. And he kept arguing with me, saying that I was, like, putting a bad message out there. And I was like, at the end of the day, he's a positive person spreading a good message. And he's still a veteran regardless if he got kicked out or not. Right. Jake, but that Jake was jumped the conversation I had to go through yesterday. So, like, <laughs> I get those messages all the time, though. Jake jumped in and said, people just can't handle the truth. And that's, that's the God's honest truth right there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Cause like to, in today's society, everyone's so scared to get canceled or offend people. Um, or like they're scared to lose their jobs. Cause if you say the wrong thing to someone, someone has screenshot it and they send it to your boss, like, because they were so offended by what you said, like they try to get you in trouble. 
Yep. Which just shows, like, one, they have a very small ego, and two, like, they must not have enough to do with their life if they actually go out of the way that much to get someone in trouble. Because people used to do that to me when I was in the corporate world. They would, like, copy the links to one of my videos and, like, send it to the people above me. Like, yeah. <laughs> but there's, like, what are they going to be able to do? Like, I was the hardest worker there. I proved my point. They're not going to get rid of the plant manager because he said – you're overweight because you eat, you're shoving food down your throat. You need to be, you need to be a better example for your kids. Stop being lazy. Like if they got rid of somebody for that, like that would be crazy. And I think they would probably, they would have more to deal with on their hands than anything. Cause like the, the social media reach I had, like all I would have to do is like this company did this to a veteran. Like let's go give them zero star reviews on Google. Cause like if they would do that to me, then I would just do it back to them. I don't think people realize like how much repercussions, that the, the things that they do hold value, but no one can, no one can get physically harmed anymore because they'll just call the cops on you and you go to jail for 15 years, but they're the ones that started. And right. we, we have no way of holding people accountable anymore. That's why they say those things. It's like the cancel culture is so real in today's society. It's almost impossible to get a message across. And I talked to someone yesterday, or I did a podcast yesterday and he said, how do we fix it? And I said, I don't like, I really honestly don't think there is a way right now, because if you, the bigger you get, like, if you make the wrong person mad, they just shut down all your social media. So what do you do? Yep. And they proved it time and time again. I mean, they did it to our own president at one point. If they'll shut down the president's social media, they can shut down anyone's. No one should feel special after that. That should have taught us the biggest life lesson we ever learned. Like no one can have a voice if they don't want them to. Definitely shutting you down In, in the world we live in now. The biggest out, I guess, the outlet for most people is social media and uh, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever you're on, whatever your avenue is. If that's your your platform and you get shut down, you're over. Now you yeah. you might you might take out, a, especially if someone just building their business, saying they're getting going, getting money coming in, and you shut them down, and that's their way to do it. You just kill a guy, you just killed a, a, a company, killed a person's lifestyle. Yeah, see, that's the thing I don't like about – so this is what sucks about cancel culture. And, like, we always say we need to do it back to the things we don't agree with. It's like – so we canceled Bud Light, quote-unquote canceled them by their commercial, right? But, like, I work with this sales guy. Well, I did when I was in the corporate world. His best friend was a sales rep for Bud Light. And his portfolio is down 40% since they did that commercial. And he has kids to feed. So – the thing that sucks is we're trying to prove we're trying to prove a point to these companies, but the only thing we're doing is hurting the bottom end people of those companies. Where like they're getting rid of the jobs they don't need anymore to save the money that they lost, and like the salespeople aren't making as much money. So we did nothing but hurt more Americans again. We didn't do anything to the company itself because it's big enough to survive off of the off of the off of just making it for another year and everyone will forget. But all those people lost their jobs regardless. Okay. Same thing with Carhartt. Same thing with Target. Like. The marketing people would target that they did with the behind the kids thing. It's not the employee's fault, but they're going to be the only ones that got hurt by it because Target's big enough to make it through that that backlash. Yeah. It'll be the, the little people are the ones that are going to suffer the most. The person that was stocking those shelves, now they don't need to, they can't pay them at the store, so let's get rid of them. It's easy to get rid of 10 stockers instead of one corporate CEO or a vice yeah. president, whatever. It's much easier for them that way. Uh, me personally, I'm not a, I, I, I never know how to answer how to fix it because the only thing we do is hurt ourselves when we try. Everything you do comes if you they say if you point at someone, you're pointing four fingers back at yourself. So yep. when you cancel, when they canceled all these things, I'm not gonna do this anymore, I'm not gonna watch this channel anymore because they said this. 
all you're doing is pointing back at yourself because you must be doing something as well that makes them not like you so yeah like what my i like what my mentor says a lot he says like like don't attack the system attack it single-handedly each person to person because the more good people we put out into the world by fixing them with mindset fitness and nutrition is like eventually the good while away the bad and there's not as many bad things out there as like the media tries to tell us and there's not as many people that agree with the other side a lot of it's like fake bots fake accounts fake things andy frisella talks about that a lot it's we're not as divided as a country as everyone makes us feel like because like when you go out in public and you talk to people mass majority have a mindset like us like we talk about people need to hold themselves accountable we have pride for our country. Most people still feel that way. The media tells us they don't, or they tell us there's there's big giant racial divide. And I mean, 95% of my, my friends aren't even white. And they even agree like it's just the media pushing us against each other. And so it's one one big I mean, game. Just like in the military, you're in the brain, you're in the military branch of every different race, and most of your friends aren't even in your same race, and you don't even feel a divide at all. Military is the biggest gang in the world, and you got along with everybody, no matter what, because you're all sucking together. It didn't matter. So yeah. you're all you're on the same pain, the pain boat, the same, and you do what you got to do to make sure they get home or whatever you're doing in that mission. They everyone succeeds, not just you. It doesn't matter what you look like. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. Um, which is cool because. That's how the real life is when you go out and talk to people. Like, you just need to talk to more people in, in, in person. Right. Face-to-face. And that's people. that's where the fix will be, face-to-face talks. Yeah, that's where it has to start. It just has to start with, like, just change your mindset. So many people are like, oh, I can't. Like, I'm going to struggle if this guy becomes president. Like, if you just stop focusing on stuff like that, focus on yourself, your life will improve regardless. People ask me, what do I think about what's happening in, uh, with Whoever's in Washington, I say, I don't live at 1600. I live in Tennessee. I got to worry about my block. I got to worry about my neighborhood. If I can worry about that first and fix that, it'll get to there. But what they do up there, it's, it's too many levels above me to worry about it. Yeah. And eventually we'll get there. Like if I, if I help coach someone and then like, right. So like, if you, if you change a hundred lives, you really change a thousand lives because those hundred lives will impact more people. Those will impact more people and impact more people. It's really, if you remember the commercials from way back in the day, and they'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends, and that's how real change happens. You start right there in your mirror. You start like you did. You looked in your mirror, and you made your change, and now you're changing others and building that, building the, the Kyle Perry army basically behind you. I'll, I'll say Kyle Perry core for your, for your core brothers, but to, you keep them now that is growing, and they're growing beyond you, and as all of them have that mindset change to go to positivity – that will help everything else change as well. Yeah. Like that's cause like the same thing with like, so like my mentor, a lot of people are his, like underneath him. Right. And we're in this, this networking group and we talk all day long inside this called, it's called the mighty group. And uh, then they come and they show love on your Instagram and you show love on theirs. And like, if you surround yourself with like-minded people and positive people, it makes a big impact in your life. Like I've never had more mental clarity. I've never felt better because when I, you see nothing but positivity on your newsfeed all day long, that's another thing. People talk about the negative things they see on the internet. If you just stop watching it, stop showing up on your newsfeed because the algorithm sees what you reply to and it sees what you comment on. Regardless if you put a positive or a negative comment on that thing that you didn't like, it starts to show you more of that thing. Yeah. 
then you got to live with that every time you open up your your box. You open up your phone, you see it. Oh, there it is again. There is it. Why do I have to see this? There's a reason you see it because you open it and read it every day. Yep, because you, you read it every single day. It's like it's it becomes a vice, just like we've been talking about the whole show of another vice. Because you need you need to feed into that. You're feeding into that, and they're feeding you feeding me see more, feeding me see more right there the whole time. But it's a never ending cycle if you don't know how to turn it off. Kyle, this has been great chatting with you for the last uh, 50 minutes now. How does someone get in contact with you to maybe jump in and become part of your your team? So everything I do, I don't have any sales people. I don't have any salesy websites. You just come add me on Instagram at Perry's underscore powerhouse underscore fitness. And you just send me a message or you just watch some of my videos. If you don't want to sign up directly and you just need some extra motivation, I have a very disciplined life that you can watch on my stories. Like I have like eight, nine stories I post every day on Instagram from the morning at the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. Um, and another thing that I do on top of that is I, I operate a GoFundMe. If you want to donate to that, you just message me. And what it is, is every $750 donated, I, I mentor a veteran for free so they don't have to pay for the plan themselves. So if you're not into personal development and you never want to be, you can help a veteran out by just helping push the mission forward. Outstanding. And GoFundMe is through the end. You can see it on Instagram as well. Yeah, everything's on Instagram. On you just have to message me because I only have one link on there and it's just my application link because I didn't want to confuse people. So if they, if you ever want to fund the mission, you just message me and say, hey, I, I listened to this podcast. I heard you have a GoFundMe and then I just send you the link. Outstanding. Kyle, this has been great. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight on, on your Sunday, probably your, your day off or day on, whatever you call it. But uh, we appreciate you, and I, I love everything you're doing. I can't wait to see what you do in the future. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. It was a great talk. Awesome, brother. Have a good night. You too. In October 2019, Arlington, Texas, was chosen to be the home of a new national museum, unlike any other. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a unique home of military history. The 100,000 square foot museums will house exhibits, archives, and artifacts relating to the 3,500 U.S. troops who have been awarded the medal, the nation's highest honor for valor in combat. The museum will have 31,000 square feet of galleries dedicated to U.S. troops who have received the award. The museum CEO, former Navy SEAL and NASA astronaut Chris Cassidy said the museum will focus on education as much as preservation. The building will have five areas dedicated to Medal of Honor winners from the Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force, and Coast Guard. The main gallery will be located in a central plaza under a 25,000 square foot slab of steel, which will appear to be suspended in midair. It will be supported by five pillars. Black Rifle Coffee is a corporate sponsor of the museum, as are the Dallas Cowboys. The museum's board also includes over a dozen major corporations and six Medal of Honor recipients, including David Bellavia, Patrick Brady, and Britt Slabinski. Army Staff Sergeant Bellavia was awarded the medal for clearing an entire house by himself on November 10, 2004, as a squad leader in support of Operation Phantom Fury in Fallujah, Iraq. He killed four enemy fighters and wounded a fifth in close quarters battle. Army Major General Brady flew and coordinated the evacuation of 51 seriously wounded men during a firefight in Vietnam in January 1968. 
Slavinsky, a Navy SEAL chief and team leader, led a rescue team of SEALs during Operation Anaconda in Afghanistan in March 2002. Slavinsky and his team flew to a mountaintop ambush site to rescue Petty Officer First Class Neil Roberts, who had fallen from the back of a helicopter. Slavinsky led the team through almost constant combat against an entrenched Taliban force. Along with the board members, former presidents Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama serve as honorary directors. The museum is expected to open to the public in late 2024. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the mystery. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. That's themisfitnation.com. Check out all of our past episodes and get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are Misfit Nation. Misfit Nation. Misfit Nation.